Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time again. It's time for the J. Craig Podcast. Playing on headphones near you. Gangsters. They populated our culture in movies, video games, and TV shows forever. Why are the gangsters so popular? Why do we want to root for the bad guy? And what makes a gangster movie a gangster movie? These are some of the topics we're going to talk about today at the J. Craig Podcast. Thank you for being here. I'm Jay. This is Ben. Hey. What's up? Hey, if you're not familiar with the J. Craig, hit the subscribe button, like, and follow the J. Craig Podcast. Get our podcasts or uh, t- uh, movie reviews and everything else that we have on there. So thanks for being here. Let's jump right in. All ben. Right. Sounds good. All right. Gangsta gangsta time. Oh, yeah. All right. So what is... The definition of a gangster movie, because I have my definition of a gangster movie. Right. What is your definition? Well, of a gangster so uh, I got my little notes here. So okay, oh. so my definition. He's got plans. I uh, yeah, I, I think first of all, you got to have organized crime. So I think that's it, it, so that's the business. Okay. Right. So the business is usually something illegal, something sort of shady, and mm-hmm. uh, and then so you've got whether that's drugs or stolen goods or uh, crooked businesses, right? Right. And then you have um, like so then and then how do they maintain that it's always through like a threat of violence right. so if you don't pay or if you're going to go to the cops you're going to get whacked you're going to get hurt you're going to get and your so, knees capped so broken. that's like how right. they maintain that it's okay. through fear and it's through real violence okay and then uh and then you know also just uh well let's see here um no that's that's my basic definition okay. right there Okay, so it has to do with the threat of violence. Mm-hmm. Okay, but it also definitely has to have the under the, the organized crime. If you don't have that, you don't have a, mof, a mafia movie, you don't have a gangster movie, right? right. It and has that, to have and organized And that's how crime. they're making their money. That's right. Okay, so I think, of, I think of it a little differently, but first and foremost, absolutely organized crime. Mm-hmm. It has to do with that. But when I think of a gangster movie, I think first and foremost of the mafia. Mm-hmm. I think of a movie about the mob, about the mafia, about the family about the rules, about that organization, not just a gangster, but about Everybody. that foundation. That's what, So when I think about gangster movies, that's why I have a hard time classifying whether, the, obviously, The Godfather is a, is a, gang, is a, gang, is a mafia movie, right? Mm-hmm. It's a gangster right. movie, it's a mafia movie. Right. But something like Scarface. Mm-hmm. Well, Scarface isn't a mob movie. Right. He's a gangster. He's right? a gangster, right. He, he mm-hmm. runs a mob, but it's not a mob movie. It's not about the family. It's not about mm-hmm. his organization. It's about him. Right. So that's the difference I have, and that's where I, you had that, that line of delineation, right? It's like, what side are you on? Are you on mm-hmm. a gangster side or are you on the mob side? Yeah, the, uh, and, and like, I, the, I see you're separating sort of like your, uh, your, your gangster, whether he's like a freelance with some guys that kind of help him. Right. Versus that, that family. Yeah. And even if that family is, for example, like a made man or something, right. you know, you're talking about, you're, they still consider that family. Sure. It's not, uh, you know, they're not just an associate. They're they're part of the the right. whole, the, the the collective whole. Right. Okay. Exactly. So that you think of like Reservoir Dogs, right? The mm-hmm. movie about criminals. No, they're gangsters. Maybe, right? Are they a part of a gang? I don't know. What makes a gangster a gangster? All right. You have to be a part of a gang to be a gangster, right? I think. Right. I, I mean, think for that, the most that's part, the definition yeah. of it, yeah. isn't it? Absolutely, so yeah. Bugsy Siegel, uh, Lucky Luciano, those were gangsters, mm-hmm. a part of the mob. Mm-hmm. So I think you can have a movie about gangsters like Pulp Fiction right, right. Those, those are it's a gangster he's running the organization mm-hmm. but it's not really about them 
Right. It's not about the mob. You have gangster characters. Yeah, exactly. So I think that mm-hmm. that's I think where I kind of draw that line, mm-hmm. where it's like, is that a gangster movie or is it just has a gangster in it? All right. And right? you know, I was looking at a lot of lists online about uh-huh. you know. And Pulp Fiction pops up a lot on the gangster movie. It does. And I don't define it. Now, they're definitely the Samuel L. Jackson, John Travolta cares. Those guys are gangsters. Hey, they're hitmen. Absolutely. So, yeah. They're doing, and again, they're enforcing. Now, right. is a hitman a gangster? Um, is a bounty hunter so, a I gangster? Mean, well, I mean, uh, is a hit, well, you know what? I think that it, de- it really depends on. You know, like if a freelancer. They, if, well. you're, if you're just a hitman, so okay. if you're just going to, you got a target, you got to take him down. I don't see that as a gangster. Right. That's like a profession. Right. But what they're doing in Pulp Fiction, I feel like, like they're they'll collect money. Yeah. If they'll pay, they might not. They might not have killed those guys. If they have what their stuff, they might not have killed. Okay. Them. So in that regard, Vince mm-hmm. and Jules mm-hmm. are gangsters. Yes. They're hitmen and they are gangsters, right? So this mm-hmm. is where we're kind of drawing the line here is because, yeah, they have to be a part of the, the, the organization, not just hired to go kill somebody. Right. So if you're that, then you're not a gangster. You're a hitman. Right. Okay. So that's a, that's a great point because I, I, I think there's that line is, yeah, Pulp Fiction always pops on the list. I'm like, that's not a gangster movie. Right. It's like, yeah, okay. So, and that's, that's, that's okay. So let's talk a little bit more about, before we get into movies, because you know we like lists. Right. We're going to get to our lists very oh, yeah. soon, right? But, um, so let's talk a little bit more about that gangster part of it. So you got, you know, um, uh, they, they should be about the mob. They're not just about the characters. But what makes it so fascinating? Like, why do we like to watch the gangster? Why do we... Why do we root for the bad guy? Yeah. Whether it's a gangster or not, we always like the bad guys, right? Oh, yeah. It's because the Wild West, we like the outlaws. Mm-hmm. We like the Tony Sopranos of the world. Hell, we're even rooting for the drug dealer and Walter White. Right. I mean, he's, he's not a good guy. No. He's helping his family no. out, right, but right. how many lives is he destroying for, for his selfishness for his family, right? right? But that's, I think, where the mobster, the, the, ga- the gangster thing, the bad guy thing comes into play, is you want to root for that guy. And the thing is, is that, okay, so why do you, why do, I'll tell you, I, I'm going to say why I like rooting for them. Uh, why do I like watching these movies? Okay. It's, it's the lifestyle, okay? It's definitely the lifestyle that they lead. Mm-hmm. There's a fantasy of they're in this business, right? They don't right. work for really, they, I mean, they work for people, but they don't right. work for like a boss, right. right? They're not punching a clock, and that's already satisfying that uh, fantasy. Yeah, okay. okay, okay. And then, of course, most of them, because it's illegal, it's mm. all, a lot of it's off the book. They have, they have a lot of money. They drive nice cars. Can I stop you there? Sure. You're bringing up a really good point that I'd never thought about. <laughs> it's the lifestyle. Yeah. It's not just that you're rooting for the bad guy, but you're mm-hmm. rooting for the guy who... You kind of want, you don't want to go kill, you don't want to, I don't want to kill people, I don't want to hurt people, but that would be a cool life, right? You know, you're doing your own thing on your own dime, and, and right. on someone else's dime, usually, yeah, and right. that's, that's really cool, that's a good point, okay, and carry the, on. And and you got, you know, usually in a lot of these, they got the women, yep. as whatever one they right. want. Right, they can get what they want. Right, right. And so these are guys that are, they're living it up. Yeah. They're always living it up. Always. So, I mean, even if really they shouldn't, because that's bringing attention to them, which <laughs> right. some, that comes up in a lot of these mm-hmm. movies. But I mean, you know, if you think about, I mean, you know, obviously we're going to talk, I'm sure, about Goodfellas. But like that movie, it, it, a lot of the beginning of the monologue of that movie, he's kind of talking about how he saw how these guys were living and he wanted in. 100%. That's and, the whole opening. And, and so it's like, you know, what is it? Ever since I was young, I always wanted to be a gangster. Why? Right. And he shows you and they proceed to show I mean, you he's, he's, why. He's a kid and he's having $100 bills stuck in his front pocket. Right. He's Why would showing you... up with fur mink coats and and big Cadillacs and all the you know yeah you're just you're you're running the show and you're, when you're, you're, s- a, you're a big deal right and when you see that like mm-hmm. it's like if you grew up with that 
mm-hmm. type of thing going on. Right. Would you, you know, it would be, you would like it, especially if you're yeah. a kid and you maybe your morality's not totally set. And, you know, he's not seeing all the really bad stuff. He's seeing the, like, sort of the glamour of it. Right. Okay, and, so that's that's a good point as well because they always show you this. Uh, a Bronx Tale is another mm-hmm. example of this. Um, and any, any like, inner gang movie, they always talk about this. They always show that this part is trying to influence the young kids who don't have a family, who don't have that relationship, that don't have that bond with anybody, right? And they welcome them in with this type of love, with this is who you're going to be. We're going to take care of you. We're going to, you do what we tell you, you're going to have this. You're going to be able to take anything. And I think that's a really cool part about it too, is that they influence those younger and that's how they get them, right? They influence when they're young, when they're trying to form their own mind and and find what they love and they rope them in. Yeah. You know, they rope them in, and that's what the bad guys do. Mm-hmm. They rope you in. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and the thing is, it is like, it's also not, it's not just presented as, you know, this is a job. It's presented as, you're part of, you're part of us now. You're so part it's, of the so family. You, so he's, but yeah, you're right. belonging to right. someone, or with someone, and right. you feel welcomed. Right. Especially if you, you, know, you don't, or you don't feel like you fit in with your family. I mean, you know. Yeah. So, it, it's, you could see why they get trapped. And, and yet yeah, you absolutely can. And then I, I think about the family part of it. I'm going to go back to that again. Because mm-hmm. when you think about that family aspect with the mafia, and that's what's also really cool is that huge network that of the rules and, and the loyalty. And you can't break this. And you can't go over this person. You can't touch this person because right. of the rules. That's also kind of fascinating, for yeah. especially for people who don't come from structure. Right. You know, they, they want something, they want to be a part of something. They don't have, they don't follow the law. Right. But they have their own laws. Right. That they follow very closely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So that's that's another thing that's like, well, yeah, mm-hmm. we're not yeah. following those rules, but uh, we've got our own. And if you break them, like you know, there's right. always always going to be big consequences. Right. They very rarely let things go. Right. Because if you don't, if you let somebody slide, they'll do it again. You're weak. Oh yeah. And right. if you're weak on that guy, that guy next to you is going to take do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And if you start to have that leniency. And you're no longer the bad guy. Right. You're yeah. now you're now trying to be, you know, a good guy, and that's not what gangsters are. That's not what that's all about, right? They're right. about getting what they want and making sure everyone's doing what they're told. And the thing is, is if they're enforcing what their their crooked businesses mm-hmm. and whatever they're doing with violence, right. they do that. They enforce it the same way on their own associates and family. Yeah. When, right. I mean, even if it's re- reluctancy. Right. They got Sometimes they got to kill somebody, and they yeah. and, and they're really torn about it. But they're like, got to do it. Sometimes you got to kill somebody. You know. <laughs> sometimes right. you got to kill somebody. Yeah. Okay. So another thing I like about I think the reason why we like it, and we kind of touched on it already, but was that CD that CD aspect, that CD underworld that mm-hmm. they're that they're a part of, right? They're mm-hmm. they're in charge of the underworld in a way, right? The criminal underworld, anyways. Not you know the underworld underworld like Hades, but <laughs> they're in charge of the criminal underworld. Right. And so I think that's also so you're rooting for the bad guy because of all these things about. Um, having the lifestyle, about being in charge, and having all these you know things given to you, but it's also that 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 underworld, that network mm-hmm. of you know everyone's connected in some way, shape, or form, or everyone's everyone's touching the same dollar bill in some way, shape, or form. Right. That's also fascinating. Is that see? I mean, why do we like in Star Wars? Big surprise. I'm bringing up Star Wars, right. but we we <laughs> we like learning more about we don't know enough about them but we want to know more about the underworld the Jabba the, the Boba Fett connection all those things are happening on the behind the scenes in the criminal world they did touch on in Solo a little bit right you know but we want more of that we always want to know more about that type of environment and I'm pretty sure they, I mean they they straight out call Jabba the Hutt they call him a gangster yeah right 100%. Like, yeah so yeah. I mean like you know they're not they're not shying away from no that's you know that's no, no, what he, he, does. he was in a criminal underworld he's a gangster mm-hmm. and that that was it right mm-hmm. and he right. has people doing his jobs for him and if you cross him 
hey, guess what? You know, I, hey, I can give you a job. I can pay you back. Right. Nope, you're done. Right. I'm done with you because what happens if I let you go? Right. What happens if I just say, okay, fine, make it three times the amount? Right. What's going to happen yeah, next, he... right? You're going to get walked over and next guy's going to come over. You're getting tossed into the, the rank. Into the rank. I just yeah. watched it yesterday, so now it's in my top of my head. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what else do we like about this type of genre with the gangsters? Um, well, let, I think, all right, so this is one of the things that I was thinking about is, and, you know, first of all, if you don't like violence, you're probably not going to be. A lot of people don't like gangster stuff mm-hmm. because they do not like that violence that they do. The violence. That's interesting. My wife hates violence, mm-hmm. but she's also fascinated with Goodfellas and mm-hmm. Godfather. She loves those movies, mm-hmm. but she hates violence. Right. So it's interesting that and, she's fascinated and with some, it. And I've, I've seen some people that they don't like, uh, they don't like Goodfellas. They don't like uh, The Sopranos. Who because, are these uh, people? <laughs> well, yeah, right. Who doesn't I mean, like Goodfellas? If, uh, well... Yeah, that's a good... I don't know who he is. My mom, like, probably, but that's me. Anybody, right. anybody younger than 50 should like, the, should like Goodfellas. Right, right, right. I agree. I definitely agree. There's a lot... Obviously, there's a lot more into it than that. Right. But like, there is... If you're, like, really into mm. gangster movies, you kind of get off a little bit on the violence in it. You well, like, sure. And, and, I, and, I, and I like violence in movies, and um, it does go over the top. But, like, there's a certain um, <laughs> weird romanticism with... Uh, they, uh, it's part of their job, mm-hmm. so you're almost like, well, they had to get it. They had to kill that yeah. guy. And right. so, like, any type of movie, and this is just a little bit of a, you know, sort of a, I thought about, well, why is that? Why do we like it? Why are we forgiving mm-hmm. it? Any type of movie that has violence in it where it's kind of warranted, mm-hmm. so, uh, like a war movie. Well, those oh, guys, sure. those guys got to fight. Yeah. Right? And you got to, you root for them, no problem. Right? right? And they're killing people. Yeah. Or, or um, okay. here's a good example, zombie movies. I think one of the reasons why they're so popular, people like them, because if it happened, he knows every, me so well. I mean, he's just yeah. zombie movies now. I mean, come on. Every, every a lot of people they fantasize about this zombie apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Like, that would be awesome. Why? It's because you can go and kill a bunch of zombies, right. and you don't have to feel bad. It's the lawlessness is part of it, right? Right. You, and and the thing is, is that you can go out and you can shoot a zombie in the head and bash him with a baseball bat. You don't have to feel bad. You're defending yourself, but right. like it's presented as fun. Yeah. People Most like times, the idea. Yeah. People like that right. idea. So right. I think that part along with like the gangsters, hmm. it's they're it's, it's part of their it, it's it's part of their their job. They yeah. have to do it. Okay. And you you're kind of like, well, <laughs> that's their rules. Right. You should have never have crossed that guy. Otherwise, right. you'd still be alive. That's right. You, you you like you forgive him with the with when you know sometimes it's ruthless. But most of the time, somebody screws up. And that's yeah. And if it's somebody who you don't want to see that happen to mm-hmm. you, don't you don't want to see that happen, but. When there's moments where it's warranted, you mm-hmm. definitely want to see that happen. Because you're in a gangster movie. It's, there right. are certain things that are required right. when watching certain types of genres. right? If it's a science fiction movie, there has to be certain elements that make it sci-fi. In a gangster movie, you got to have organized crime. you got to have violence. Show me a non-violent gangster movie, and I'll show you a movie that wasn't made. Right. right? So, yeah, right. you know, it comes down to that. But, but there's... There's a lot of cool things about gangster movies. Now we're talking, there's even more things. Like, how about the strength of of, of the gangster? That that confidence. The guy walking into a place and acting like he owns it. That respect. Yeah. And, and, and that's respect. A, that, yeah, the respect is the... That's always huge. When you're watching it, you're like, yeah. man, it would be awesome to walk into a place and nobody's going to mess with you and they're going to do everything for you. But it's not... It's partially out of fear, but the respect is there because, right. you know... 
you might be involved in making sure that they're successful. Okay, so, you know? there's, so there's a couple parts to that, though. So if you're walking, I think there's a couple of different fascinations or romantic, romanticize, what, what did you say earlier? Romanticisms. Uh, there you go. I can't say that yeah. word, apparently. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So romanticisms, uh, you have walking into a restaurant and being able to spend whatever you want, buy whatever you want, buy the whole place drinks if you want, buy the best bottle of champagne, the best bottle of this, and you have nothing to worry about. You have they, a pocket full of money. They sit you at the best table. Right. You walk right? in, full house, boom. Best so there's table. that part, though. But now that goes with movie stars and people of fame, people of high power, not just gangsters. Mm-hmm. So then you take that in consideration with gangsters. And now not just that part of it, now you have that respect you're getting while you're there. Mm-hmm. That, that fear that they could do something wrong, and that could go really badly. Right, yeah. Right? And just a hair like that. And that's what I love about the certain characters is that you, when you cross them, you know if you do one wrong thing. Like, that's why I think in Goodfellas, Tommy is so amazing to watch because he's such a loose cannon. Yeah. He just, one thing could turn him into a murderer. And that's what's terrifying and exciting all at the same time. Right. Yeah. And <laughs> like, I mean, and, you know, you got, uh, well, I mean, it, the respect part of it is, uh, everybody's had like a crappy job mm-hmm. where the boss just talked down to you and thought, you know, treated you like crap. And then, so everybody's had those jobs and, you, yeah. and, and you, you, the exact opposite is what they, what happens in every gangster movie. That's right. Everybody's like, well, here he is. He gets all this respect mm-hmm. and that's it. And you're like, wow, that would be, that'd <laughs> right. be all right. You right. Know? Like you're, you're, you'd be like, hmm. so it's a fan. It is very, it's a very much of a fantasy. So here's the thing I, I, I think about when I, I, you talked about zombies, so I'm going to go right back to that. Sure. Um, you think of what you're going to do mm-hmm. when the zombie apocalypse is, right? Like how would you react and how, what would you do? What could you do? And what steps would you take? So you th- I think of the same thing when you're talking about the mob or gangsters. Like what I've never encountered a gangster that I know of. Right. Right. Like I, maybe I have, but I don't know, but I've never ran across a gangster. Right. So what would happen if you're in a situation like you're in a movie and this guy's like, yeah, you're going to do this for me or, you know, or I, I'm, I ended up doing this for you. So now you owe me, mm-hmm. you know, like, what do you do? Because you're screwed. Right. Right. Yeah. And of course we know we romanticize it because it's the movie. So we think of movies first and foremost, mm-hmm. but I think there's that part of it too is, you know, you, you it's that romanticism that every bad guy we love. We lo- not every bad guy, but we want to like the bad guy. Right. Is that the same thing and with the Wild ro- West? You're, ro- you're rooting for him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're, especially when there's a good character development where you're like, this guy's an awesome bad guy because he's not just a bad guy. Right. He has yeah. a heart. He has growth. He has things he's trying to accomplish. He's not just a bad guy for a bad guy's sake, right? Okay. Uh-huh. The last thing I want to say about my, the, the fascination part, right? I think we've kind of okay. touched on it, but I want to just lay it out there, was the loyalty part. So you have the violence. You have the, the family. You have the CD underworld. You have that respect and that that that, that uh, confidence, if you will, um, and you have that rooting for the bad guy. But there's that loyalty where you can't do anything against the family, or you're going to pay a big price. Right? That loyalty of knowing that people have your back. Now, again, that's part of what brings the younger people into gangs is that loyalty and that family and that respect you're going to be getting from them, knowing that they got your back. Because as we talk about, you know, friendships, you know, friends aren't always going to be there for you. Right. Yeah, they're, they're great. And then with if you're part of this... Your family will be. And especially always, the always, family. Yeah, right. They'll always be there to get you Yeah, back. and that, I think that's what's also fascinating, especially for anybody who's grown up not with a big family and not having that kind of, you know, that family bond is, yeah, you want that kind of familiarity with people and that relationship with people that they know that no matter what happens, they got you. 
And I love that. And that would be something that not everybody's got that. Not, you know, not everybody and, has that. So, you know, that's, uh, again, part of the part of the fantasy of it. Yeah. So I want to say, uh, before we get into uh, another topic here on the gangster thing, I want to, I want to, mention, I wanna, and I'm probably going to read because I wrote this and I forgot what I wrote here, but I think what, the, the whole aspect is the lawlessness, right? Is we like to see the bad guy do his thing. We want to see the bad guy be the bad guy. But we also know the bad guy is going to get what he has coming to him. Right? We all know that Tony Montana, he needs to die. Uh-huh. Right? And we're okay with that because I think it's terrifying to think that there's a guy like Tony Montana who might survive that. Right? You want him to die. At the same time, you're rooting for him, but you're not upset that he got plugged full of holes. Right? So I think there's that, that level of fascination and terror that you have with the bad guy that you want to see him get what he's got coming to him at the very end. At the same time, like for instance, like Michael Michael Corleone, you don't want to see his daughter get killed. Well, you might want to see her daughter get killed because she's so bad, but right. you don't want to see his daughter get killed. You want to see something. You want to see something more. You know, you want to see him die. You don't want to see the daughter die. But that's what's so powerful about the very ending of that movie is it. You know, actually, does work for a moment there. For just a moment. For just a moment. So anyway, I think it's really it's really fascinating that we have the bad guy sentimentality, but we're also okay with. Letting them go. What, yeah, when they get theirs at the end. Yeah. And, and let's not forget, I mean, okay, so the part that makes us drawn to gangster movies, mm-hmm. all the stuff we just listed. Right. You know, you watch these movies, these gangster movies, a million times, and something happens in the beginning where, you know, like maybe somebody sticks the $50 bill in his pocket and boom, he's in the lifestyle. Right. So, you know, you think, oh, that would be cool if that happened to me. If that, right. You know, you, you feel like you would easily be drawn into it. It's right. appealing. Um, but... Even if you watch a million of these movies, you know they're either going to get pinched at the end mm-hmm. or they're going to die. Right. And then also these movies are kind of known for, like, they get creative with the deaths. They mm-hmm. want other people to see what happened to that guy. Right. So it's horrifying. Make, making a point on something, right? And yet, uh, you know, you still root for them anyway, and you still would kind of want to be involved, even though you know that that's how they end. Yeah. That, to me, is pretty fascinating. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean... Uh, and, but yeah, yeah, I mean. And the other, the other part about, you know, when you're talking about that lifestyle, getting mm-hmm. worked into it, it's also for the audience, for myself, is that fear of the guy or the kid who gets involved that way and you he doesn't belong there, mm-hmm. right? He's not, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think of an example that I don't have, but I know I've seen a movie before where the he's the wrong kind of guy for his lifestyle mm-hmm. and now he spends the rest of his life trying to get out of it. You and know, he can, maybe, and he can't, really, you know, yeah. and, and mm-hmm. he can't, you can't because it's, it's the mob, man. You're stuck. You're done, yeah. you're yeah. right. So, I think we've kind of got a good idea of the definitions, why we like the gangsters, why we like the bad guy so much. But, you know, the cool thing about gangsters, when we talk about, I mentioned at the open that movies, video games, TV shows, even music, it's spanning such a, in our culture, it's everywhere. So you have gangster rap, which came out in the 90s, or the late 80s and 90s, that, I mean, it was predicated on gangsters, right, and on gang warfare, stuff like that. And so I think it's 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 crossed so many different platforms now, which everywhere, and it's considered cool. It is. It so, is. Yeah. That's, and it, that's why it permeates uh, all of our, you know, pop culture yeah. and actual culture. It, absolutely. Now, let me ask you your preference. Now, when you're talking about gangster lifestyle, do you think of gangsters? From the twenties or the forties, you know the the gang. I think of like that's the for me that's the mafia life. That's the mafia time, right? Like mm-hmm. that's the time frame where I think of. Um, or do you think of, you know, uh, just like gangster rap time frame, like mid eighties, nineties, where it's that, or you know, just people dressed up in suits who do bad stuff. Like, where do you think of when you when you when you prefer? You mean what what comes to mind? Yeah, yeah. What first comes to mind? Yeah. See, for me, I tend to think of the 
semi-modern, and I mean like sixties, huh. okay, sixties to nineties, modern, sort of like New York style, okay. yeah, like you know, suit wearing, yes, but not so much Tommy gun blasting, okay, you know, uh, type, you know, like Prohibition era, okay, um, yes, that's a iconic gangster. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where it started. Like it's a lot of that started there, yeah. at least, you know, partially. Um, and it's really well known for that. But for me, I, I think it just has to do with uh, just sort of my preference. I mean, I yeah. love, obviously love Goodfellas and like movies like that. Right. So that comes to mind for me first. That's but my there's, preference, yeah. I, You know, I mean, but there's so many different, I mean, you think of a gangster, you got the, the, the Prohibition era Tommy gun, you got the Italian gangster, mm-hmm. whether it be, you know, uh, the good Goodfellas era. And then you have like, there's also like, modern gangster movies that are like taking place now right um, like sopranos and stuff like exactly, that exactly right and so then that's like their their own thing right. you're like like 90s and forward mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um so it, it's uh, there's different different categories but uh, I, I tend to go right for for the you know that sort okay of, i would say like 60s to 90s pre-smartphone and computer they're on uh, landlines right stuff right, like that right lots okay of, yeah lots of cars lots of burying people mine goes right to the prohibition time mm-hmm. frame al capone uh buzzy yep. siegel that's what i think of when i think of a gangster immediately when i think of a gangster movie the first thing that comes to mind is not necessarily goodfellas but something in the prohibition time frame that's what comes to mind to me immediately and i think that's the fascination i have is that part because now, now it's also the past, which makes it different. Uh, when you think about the modern day stuff that you're talking about, that's more terrifying because that's real. Yeah. Because that's now. That's right. just happening now. So I don't want to think about that. I want to yeah. think about the stuff that's make believe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you don't have to really worry about. Uh, well, what if this guy approached me to run liquor for him? Right. You right, know what I mean? Right. Because like, that's just not going to happen. Yeah, you don't yeah. have to worry about it. Right. You know, Fli- flipping a silver dollar, you know, towards you. Um, but uh, yeah, you can you can leave it in the past, and you right. can definitely enjoy it more as a, a actual fantasy. Right. That's not that stuff isn't really well. Happening. That just like like today in the days, if I think of today, the United States, it's more like the Wild West. It seems in a lot of ways, right? So it's like I'd rather have outlaws in the Wild West than outlaws now. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So um, we're not going to get to our main five yet. Okay. Okay. But I want to talk about. Um, let's go into a little bit on. The Godfathers of the gangster movies. Okay, the okay. Godfathers of. I think there's three. Mm-hmm. There's three that I think of. Maybe there's more, but I'm gonna put the with not really a Mountain Rushmore. There's only three, but I'm gonna put my three up. And I think you obviously Francis Ford Coppola, mm-hmm. Martin Scorsese, and Brian De Palma. That's what, and Brian De Palma's is really kind of on the iffy side there because they're more gangster as opposed to about a gang or about the mafia or about the mob, right. that, that little line there. But I always think of, I think they're, these are the ones who really, now there was a lot of gangster movies in the 40s and the 50s, you know. <laughs> oh, uh, loaded. K, yeah, James, uh, what's his name? Um, Cagney? James Cagney. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many more movies like that. But I think for me, it really stems from Godfather, Mean Streets, Goodfellas. Those are the movies that I think of. The, the the three main people out there who made made gangster movies what they are today. Absolutely. Put it that way. Yeah. I, I, absolutely. All them. Their movies. Their gangster movies. Mm-hmm. They are all pretty well firmly cemented. Yeah. In, in the foundation going forward. I mean, think about it. Godfather one and two. Not not three. Main Streets. Gangs of New York. Casino. I mean, those are. I, I didn't even put uh, one on there because I have it in my other list. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, Scarface and Carlito's Way. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you can put every one of those, and they are cemented in, like, lore of 
awesome, bona fide gangster movies. And uh, so I saved this for the video, but I'm going to drop a bomb on you. Okay, so I wanted your reaction to this uh, Mm -hmm. for the first time. Uh, So here's, believe it or not, I have actually never seen in its entirety any of the Godfather movies. Now, I have an explanation as to why. Because the thing is, I love gangster movies. Why haven't I watched it? Now, I've seen parts, okay? I've seen parts, and I pretty much know what happens and everything like that. Now, listen, listen. Um, here's the deal. When you're big into movies... we're running out of time <laughs> here. When you're, <laughs> when you're big into movies, okay? Uh-huh. Here's the, here's the problem. Eventually, you've seen all the important ones. Okay. You've sought them all out. Then you start going down the list past there, mm-hmm. and you start seeing well, what other ones are out there. Okay. And then you go through like the sort of second-tier quality. Hmm. And then eventually, you, you do get to the point where either you're waiting for something new to come out, uh, in this case, maybe Scorsese's, what is it, The Irishman? Yep. And uh, we can talk about that in a second. Yep. Or you're scraping the bottom of the barrel, like mm-hmm. I did uh, a couple weeks ago when I watched... Uh, I think it's Gangster Squad, somewhat more modern, okay? <laughs> yeah. Um, gangster movie where you're kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel. Ryan Gosling uh, and... Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tried watching it. And yeah, we, so we, tried. Could, yeah, we could talk about that. But here's the thing. Um, for whatever reason, I never watched the Godfather movies. And I, I know it's weird because uh, I've been saving them. That is extraordinarily weird. Yeah. That someone of your caliber, your breadth of movies, mm-hmm. that you have not seen The Godfather 1 and 2. Yeah. And the thing is, is that, you know, there's uh, I didn't save anything else. That's, that's, those are like the two probably biggest movies that I have not seen. Wow. So, uh, in, like, in their, I don't, in I don't even know entirety. where to go now. I don't yeah. even know where to go. Now you've derailed me. You've derailed me <laughs> because you haven't seen The Godfather 1 and 2. And the thing is, is that, like I said, um, you know, I got them, and it's, I'm kind of, I'm waiting for, like, because the thing is, once I watch those. Waiting for what? Well, I mean. Once I've watched those. Godfather 4? That No, no, no. Absolutely not. <laughs> I've heard, I mean, I know, I know that Godfather 3 is supposedly the biggest. Don't watch crap. it. Yeah, yeah don't yeah. watch it. Um, but uh, it it came down to, it's one of those where you, you, you realize you've watched everything, but then I realize, I don't know when. But I'm like, you know, I never actually watched them all the way through. And I was amazing to me. Well, the thing is that then I was like, and that's like all I have left of the big ones. The stuff that you should have seen. Stuff you have to. You have to. And uh, it's like anybody who hasn't seen Star Wars who is in my age bracket. Right. I'm not going to pretend like it's not weird. But it's weird. There is, it was a little bit intentional because. you ever watch a whole TV series that you're really into? Yeah. And it ends, and you're like, what do I do now? Well, you move from, on with your life? Well, yeah, but I mean, like, it's a little <laughs> depressing when it's over with, because then you got to pick something else. Sure. And uh, with movies, um, I, I mean, I've, I've watched so many movies that I hate when I'm trying to find something new and I can't. So, right. Uh, but. Yeah. Oh, well, okay, you brought up an interesting point, though, too. Also, going backwards and looking at things that you've never seen that are supposed to be really good right mm-hmm. so um back in 1998 afi or uh, yeah afi came out with their top 100 american film institute came out with their top 100 movies of all time mm-hmm. and i had this it was my last year of college and i started going through this list knocking and i only saw a good handful of them right, right? star wars was on there wizard of oz was on there you know stuff like that but probably citizen kane citizen kane and casablanca and the wild bunch and butch cash and sundance kid and and uh, Midnight Cowboy and all these movies that I've heard about 
never watched. So then you see this list and you start going back to watch the movies that people say are the best. And you, if I mean, to, a lot of people can see that and go, oh, it's an old movie. I can't watch that. Or it's black and white or it's a different time frame. So I can't watch it. It's like, I, how, do you, how do you get by in your day if everything has to be modern? But at the same time, those movies are really important to watch because I saw it really opened my eyes. Watching, I didn't go through every 100 movies, but I had to probably knock out a good 75% of them. Yeah. I mean, knocked out a lot of them. And I was like, this is, almost every one of them, I was like, F, yeah, man, that belongs in this list. <laughs> right. That perfect, a great movie. And I was like, I never even saw The Wild Bunch at that point. I never saw Once Upon a Time in the West. And I was like, holy crap. It, boom, the world has opened up into possibilities of movies. So, sorry, segue, because you opened up that, that I love that. Watch, yeah. going back and watching shit that should be, should be seen. Mm-hmm. He has homework to do, man. Yeah, well, I mean, but the thing is, when you've watched as many movies <laughs> that I have, there's not a lot of that untreaded territory There's not, left, and, and, and that's the only reason. It's not okay. because I'm, like, afraid. It's like, you know what? The best I can say is, you know that, like, bottle of wine you've been saving, and it was 100 bucks, and you've got it in the back of the cupboard, and you're like, oh, special occasion. Right. That's what it is. Okay. Me. And and so, like, you know, I mean, uh, am I, yeah, of course I'm going to watch them eventually, but... Uh, uh, here's a look. I have not seen. I have not seen a Bronx Tale. I've, se- okay. I've probably seen half of it. Though. Okay. Okay. I've watched like half of it on TV. I, I honestly have never seen the whole thing either. Yeah. I don't think it's I've, a long, I've, I've saw a, it in bits and pieces. Yeah, and it's a long movie. Yeah. And I haven't seen the whole thing of Once Upon a Time in America. I don't like it. You don't like that one? No. And I love Sergio Leone. Mm-hmm. I love Once Upon a Time in the West, Good, Bad, and the Ugly, all his movies. But I cannot get through Once Upon a Time in America. Now, Craig, my old partner here, mm-hmm. loves it. <laughs> I can't get through it. I just can't get through that movie. But, so, being hardy because it's The Godfather. There's a lot of movies that I had not seen myself. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of movies that I've, I've neglected to see that I probably should see. And there's times where my brother-in-law will say, you haven't seen that movie, and it might be a more of a modern movie. I'm like, no, I haven't seen that. Typically, the older movies I try to check out first. You know, I want to see what, where things come from. But, there, you know, I also have not seen everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there's on your list there's some that you've never seen, um, that I've never seen. Yeah. But, yeah, like one is Once Upon a Time in America. I cannot get through it. Yeah. I've never That's, watched the whole thing. I've only seen parts of it. And yeah. so I've, and it's also pretty long, too. It's very long. So the thing is is that it would, ha- it, it would have to be – I haven't given it that full treatment. So I might feel yeah. the same way. I don't know yet. Well, like anything, um, any movie worth its weight needs to be seen in its entirety from beginning to end. And not in segments because you can't you, you can't do it. Now you can do that with a book. You have to. Typically, right. I can't read a book in one sitting. But the movie, it's it's meant to be that way. So you have to be able to see it in that entirety. It's hard to really get in, fall in love with a movie if you're watching bits and pieces. Right. You know. So, yeah, but and, yeah, and I hear the you. parts that I've seen of a Bronx Tale, I really enjoyed. So, okay. um, I have I have it, and so that's not, that's going to be. You know, I'm, gonna, I'm not saving that. Though, right. You know what I mean? It's one of those movies. Um, yeah. But it is I've, one of those yeah. movies. It's on the list. Um, but uh, yeah, I didn't mean to. No, hey, no, no, hey. hey, Woo! Okay, but I'm sure there'll be movies I haven't seen. So let's talk, and now we'll save our top five. Yeah. But let's talk a little bit about some of the, I talked about the godfathers of the the gangster movies. The foundations. The foundations of the gangster genre. But let's talk about some of the rest that, you know, were maybe, at least not on my list. Mm -hmm. Maybe they fall on your list. So, um, so, you know, make sure you don't see anything that falls on your list there. But let's, let's talk about something like, okay, obviously, Donnie Brasco. Mm-hmm. Right now, a lot of people might consider that to be on the top of the list, right? But I don't, I don't know. I guess it is a gangster movie and a mob movie all at one time. It's about a gangster. It's about the family. So it definitely falls in that genre. But I know a lot of people love that movie. It's probably there's a reason why it's the first one on my best of the rest list. 
But I really like Donnie Brasco. I think it's a really cool movie, especially with Johnny Depp not being Johnny Depp. Right. You know, he's actually playing a character, not being a character. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> can, okay. Can, yeah, can you not just be, can you not be that weirdo Can you just once? not, yeah, can yeah. you just not be Jack Sparrow anymore? Just be a guy. Just be a guy. Be kind of a cool guy yeah. and that's it. Don't yeah. go way over the top with right. it. Uh, he got, he, he's gotten into that mode now where he's like, every movie he makes, he's like a cartoon character. Yeah, like every, every yeah. He's every gotta movie. He's got to have a weird face. Have you ever seen Traffic? I have. It's been a while. Okay, that's, now, now that's the one where um, it, there's like... Uh, it's a Steven Soderbergh movie. Yes. It's, it's different and, time frames. And Criterion, Criterion released it and everything. Yep. And there's... Uh, Beautiful movie. Yes. Um, I enjoy, I haven't seen it in a long time, now, but this, I, I enjoyed it. I have a question mark there because it really doesn't belong in the gangster genre, but it deals with the cartels. Mm-hmm. Now, the point of difference here is cartel considered a gang. Is that the same thing? That should be the same thing, right? Well, yeah, I mean... It's, it's just not a gang from here. It's a gang from another country. It's their, it's, it's their style. Yeah, right, yeah, right. It's their so, style. So, yeah, I guess, so it does fit then. So it does fit then. Yeah, I think, okay. I think it does okay. fit. Yeah, because yeah, okay, it's not just about American mobsters, because how about Miller's Crossing, one of the great Coen's movies, Coen Brothers movies? One of the few that I haven't seen, actually. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. And I, and I like them a lot, yeah, so I, I'll have I, to see that You one. have to see that one. That's a really good one, because it's... You know, you have the Coen Brothers who are well-known for their comedies, Right, you have Raising Arizona, you have their you know, Old Brother Where Out Thou, you have the comedies, and then you have No Country for Old Men. Yeah, the seriously, the really, ones. yeah, and mm-hmm. that's what Miller Crossing is. It's more of that straight up, in your face, real movie as opposed to being slapsticky. Um, Road to Perdition, and, and that's not on my top five, but I put that in my list of kind of like what you have mm-hmm. here, the other movies. Yeah, and I loved Road to Perdition. I did too. It's, it's a beautiful it, looking movie, it, and that's like that is one of my favorite. Uh, uh, I would say, like, sort of your 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 iconic gangster yeah. prohibitioner type. Yeah, that's one of my favorite one of those. Um, and it is, I think, it came out in two thousand two, something, something like, like that, somewhere yeah. around there. Yeah. Um, and it was, uh, yeah. I, I mean, and it's got it's got like sort of you know, it really makes you root for the good the good guy, guy yeah. right? The good gangster, the good gangster, and then the bad guys are you, just, re- you despise them. There, you really hate right. them, and that's that's really important. It's really hard to do too, right? It, it's really it, hard when to you do. really hate the bad guy, and they create that without it being like over the top ridiculous. Right. When they're just like, you can't wait. I mean, the, the tension building is yeah. awesome, and in right. that movie, they nail that. They did, and I the, the two movies I mentioned, Traffic and Road to Perdition. I love because I was in uh, film school at that point, so cinematography was big for me at that point, and both those movies use the color palettes and the lenses in certain ways, and they use such processing of the of the film stock in certain ways to give you this real awesome look. Traffic every every nation or every geogra- geographic section that they're in in traffic is filmed differently. So there's like a, a red hotness, a yellow hotness in the, the Mexican area. There's like a blue coldness yeah, in, the, that's in right. Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. It's very different in but, their look. And, and then deli- very deliberate. Their, very their deliberate. Yeah. yeah, yeah, very deliberate. And then Road to Perdition. It was like green. Oh, God, it was green. Yeah. It had just a beautiful composition to it. I think it was Conrad Hall. Yeah, that Conrad Hall is an amazing uh, DP from back. He died not too long ago. I think, I think it was Conrad Hall who did that. I don't really know what the perception of Road to Perdition was. It feels like an overlooked movie. I think it does. I, think I it mean, is. I think, and it's awesome. Yeah, 
And maybe it could have just been went right when it came out. Yeah. It was like a bad, maybe a bad time for it to come out. Right. Well, I don't know if it got like bad. I don't know what the reviews are. I don't are. know. I, I, I'd like to look in there and see what people are think, saying about it now, 20-something years later. Yeah. Or, yeah 20 -something, uh, I, I know years. that at the time, and I still, I've watched it a few times. I, I love did. that movie. Yeah. I've only seen it one, maybe twice, but I need to watch it again. And I also like it because of that father-son thing. You know, he's taking his son across oh, yeah. the country, and, and then you have the, the family who gets killed. Oh, yeah, there's some really good stuff in that movie. But the, the cinematography-wise, if you want to watch a movie as a study in cinematography, that and traffic are just glorious. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. so, so amazing. Um, it's not really a gangster movie, but Bonnie and Clyde kind of applies. They're more of the bank robbers. They're they not more. They are bank robbers. So I guess it really doesn't apply to a gangster movie. They're yeah. in the underworld in a way. They're criminals, but that's not a gangster movie. It, you know, they turned uh, with Bonnie and Clyde. They kind of turned it into uh, a little bit more of a, uh, a like a love story for that. Oh movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so they, they took a different um, approach with that, and and then compared to the real people, you know, the real Bonnie and Clyde, they you know it, they took a lot of liberties, mm -hmm. the Hollywood liberties, to make that movie sure. what it was, and um, and so and they weren't so focused on the you know like this dark. It's not it's not a dark movie. No, it's really. it's, it's a fun movie. It's a fun movie. Yeah, except yeah. for the ending. Right, but. <laughs> Spoiler alert! <laughs> we haven't seen, no, but yeah, um, yeah. So then, uh, did you watch the uh, the television show they made for? I think it was an AMC miniseries, the for Bonnie and Clyde. I didn't. I tried watching it. I was having a hard time getting through it. Hmm. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, and those and those AMCs are sometimes like that. You give yeah. them a couple episodes, and you're like, wow, yeah. this is awesome. Or you're like, nope, nope, no, no. okay, no, second episode, and you're done. Well, I, I was trying to watch um, Highwaymen. Which is the other version, the other side of the story. Right. It's the it's the guys chasing after Bonnie and Clyde, right? And it's Woody Harrelson and it's Kevin Costner. Should be money. It wasn't. Couldn't get through it. Can't watch it. It's I just was gonna, I was, so yeah, slow. I was gonna I was gonna out. watch it and uh, well, that's depressing. Now. Yeah. I guess I'm, I guess I, I'm not gonna go no, back after man, that. I, and I, then I looked into it, I'm like, wait, maybe I'll just be maybe I was being distracted because I when I watch TV at home, there's too many attractions. That's why I love movie theaters. I'm there. I'm locked in, and there's no distraction. But at home, you have my kids, the dog, the wife, the phone. I keep my phone. I throw that shit away. Watch the movie, man. You know, that's right. what I got to do. Yeah. I hate that. But yeah, okay. So don't don't watch The Highway Men or maybe do and just go to sleep. Okay. <laughs> right. So how about, okay, uh, I talked about my, my iconic aspect, but how about Doug Bugsy? Mm -hmm. Warren Beatty. Have you seen that one? I haven't seen yeah, it. I had a re by your reaction. I knew you didn't see that one. Yeah, I haven't seen it. <laughs> okay, so I When did that come out? In the 80s. That's a, late 80s, early 90s. That's an 80s movie. Late 80s, early 90s. Somewhere around there, yeah. Um, I, I think. Somewhere around there. Not in the 80s. Maybe more like 90s, early 90s, I think. Yeah. Um, Warren Beatty, Annette Benning. It tells a story of Bugsy who created the, the casino. He created the Las Vegas Strip. You know, not the casino, because that was out in the east side as Is, well. But he created the, the strip. He created the first casino in the desert. Is it and pretty good? It's actually pretty cool. If you, I mean, it's more of a... and it's, it's, it's uh, Warren Beatty directed it. Oh, okay. And he's done that before, so it's it's a well done movie. So he did that, and then he was also like in Dick Tracy. Yeah, yeah. Like around the same, right around the same. Probably around the same time. Yeah, roughly. roughly. Yeah, and give a couple. Yeah, years. that was probably the death of his career. Was I think of that right there, right? <laughs> <laughs> Anybody who's in that movie got tanked. Right. But Bugsy was a movie that I I can't really recommend unless you really want to know more about that particular character mm -hmm. and diving into how he because he's been portrayed so many different ways. If you look at um, Untouchables, no, not Untouchables. Um, hell. Uh, What's that gangster movie with the kids? It's like the young gun version of uh, of the gangsters. Mobsters. Mobsters. 
Christian Slater yes. and uh, and uh, I have um, I have it on deck. Yeah, I, I, I know. Yeah, it, it, he's he's in it. And a few other few other guys. Yeah, the the new gangster. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was the kid gangster. Yeah, yeah. and um, did, did you see that? Yeah, of course. Yeah, back in the day, absolutely. That one I have. I have. I actually have the Blu-ray for it, so I it's on deck. I don't mind it. I don't mind it. Okay, it's it's you know it is what it is. You know, it, it's like I love Young Guns, so well, I'm I'm okay with it. If it's so, it's fun. <laughs> yes, it's yes, fun, absolutely. And that's honestly, you know, that's sort of like my baseline. Right. If it's at least fun, you know, that's the it has to be fun at least, right? Hmm. And then it can still be a bad movie. You still have fun with it, right? right? Yeah. So and there's, there's yeah, always that. Young, I think Young Guns is a good comparison. Yeah. Because who doesn't like that movie? Right. But you're not gonna say like put that in the uh, the 100. No, but best, I but I but I love Young Guns because I awesome. mean it's also been when it comes out. You know, I saw that when I was younger, and I was just like, yeah. It was so fun, but with gangsters, it's funny because it's yeah, it's a different version of Bugsy, and then you've had wild. So this gets into the character of Bugsy and how crazy the guy was and how loose he was, like a loose cannon kind of guy, and it really dies into his character a bit more. Um, and the fact that he you know helped develop the aspect of what we have now in Las Vegas, you know, that's also interesting to me is that that foundation of where he came from and how he started that off. Um, okay, how about you said Bronx Tale already? How about uh, New Jack City? Yeah. Now we're getting to a more modern day. Mm-hmm. Okay, you got New Jack City, you have the new gangs, right? Uh, that in colors can be worked in the same kind of, uh, same kind of, you know, uh, yeah, the, example yeah, the, there. The, the ones you got here at the end there, um, you have colors, hoodlum, Harlem Knights. Uh, and then we have, uh, there's a couple more. Like, I, I actually, when we were talking about, like, sort of categories, mm-hmm. I put, there's like a urban I would say maybe or whatever. I would say urban gangster movies. Urban where, gangster movies. Yeah, and so and like, I would example. put like, um, well, I mean, I think New Jack City is a, is oh, a perfect okay, one. Oh, okay, 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 uh, okay. Colors, King, King, Colors, King of New, is it King or Kings of New York? King of New York with yeah, uh, with uh, Christian, uh, Christian, um, Christopher, Christopher Walken. There it is, Christopher Walken. Yeah. Uh, so that movie, uh, and then how about like, um, you know, what about uh, Boys in the Hood? Absolutely. Well, and, and, no. Uh, I mean, and menace to society. I yeah. think that it eventually they you, deal with they, gang members. Not so much about. Yeah, they deal it, with gangs. It's not. It's not going to be that traditional. Right. Uh, but there, it's it's definitely the urban version. Yeah, you're right. Okay, so yeah. they have their people that they right. they got each other's back. Right. They are willing to do violence to Anybody. maintain whatever they need to get done. Right. Um, most of their money is uh, is gotten illegally, mm-hmm. and um, there is, uh, you know, not quite the same togetherness, but there definitely is, like, a family element sure. there. Yeah. Um, th- there seems to be, in urban gangster movies, mm. there's like a that. lot more not following the rules, double-crossing, mm. uh, more people that are killing each other out of passion uh, or because they just think they deserve it and that's it, and okay. they're going to do that, whereas... Yeah. Uh, other people uh, in sort of the other sort of traditional gangsters, they're more following the rules uh, a little bit more. They right. still break them, but don't it, you it's, feel it's that looser. back in the day there was a head? And now, like the urban gangster movies or urban gangster aspect or the genre, if you want to call it that way, that subgenre, there's no, except for like New Jack City, there's no head. It's a gang. And there never seems like in colors, there's no gang leader, it seems like, right? It's just, uh, it's a gang. Right, and there might be somebody inside that's the that the linchpin, 
But I think back in the day, back in the day, it used to be about that one the guy, the Don. Yeah, right. The one guy, and and New Jack City has that, and so yeah. it is missing from a lot of from those, a lot of uh, the new the, modern mm-hmm. gangster movies in a way. And I think part of that is because you know they're drawing more from yeah. a little bit more from reality. Sure with, enough, with yeah. you know, I mean, you got multiple yeah. gangs, and then they fight each other. You yeah. know what I mean? Like right. so, it uh, so that happens. So I have one that I want you to put on your list because I have a feeling you haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. It's called A Prophet. It's a French. It's a French-made movie mm-hmm. about a, a young a young guy who goes to, goes into jail for you know I forgot what he what he is, drug smuggler or something and he ends up becoming while in jail, becoming the top, the guy, the guy, and it's pretty pretty cool. From within he becomes from that within guy. he becomes. And when he gets out, it's like oh yeah, you should see it. It's really and, cool. It's called and, A Prophet. And I have to ask: Does he start when he goes in? Is he starting from the bottom? Pretty much, yeah. If, see, I, now, if I remember, he's like starting from the very, very bottom. See, now that to me is that's interesting right there. Yeah. Because when you go into prison, typically who you know puts you in your hierarchy of right. where you land. Right. Whether you have money coming in or things right. coming in, guards taking care of you. Right. If you come in at the bottom and you make your way to the top. And you top, start manipulating your way through and facilitating the way things happen, and all of a sudden now people owe you favors, and all of a sudden it just keeps keeps compounding. To go from the, yeah. from the bottom right. to the top mm-hmm. without starting anywhere in, in the middle, like a lot of, you know, yeah. <laughs> seen in Goodfellas, they have their own, like, nice room, and, like, you know, I mean, right. next stuff, some of that stuff didn't yeah, exist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you should watch that. Put that in your list mm-hmm. of things that you need to see along with The Godfather 1 <laughs> and 2 is a prophet. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't think you were going to be uh, giving me that much for it. I thought it was rat? cool. I thought it was cool that I still had I, an I'm uncovered not, rock. Hey, but. I'm glad that you're honest. That's awesome. Okay, <laughs> so that's like the, the that's a good example of like the best of the rest. Now, there's a couple mm-hmm. of more things. Uh, just quickly, I don't have a lot of examples here, but the yakuza. Mm-hmm. So you talk about gangsters. You have you have the American gangs. You have the, of the of, of the past. Right. You have the urban gangs of now or the 80s or whatever. Right. And now you have also the the cartels of Mexico or other Central or Southern American countries. But then you have the Yakuza, the Japanese gangs, which are terrifying to me. <laughs> yeah, you Because know? yeah. I, I love samurai movies. I love the Japanese culture. I love the samurai. I love that old, that old way of, of obedience, of loyalty, and of servitude. That, you know, that whole thing is really fucking awesome to me. And, and now you have the Yakuza who are just, just I mean, you talk about ruthless, right? They're, they're brutal. Right. They're brutal and... Uh, and there's a you know that that sort of that calmness uh-huh. that's sort of part of it. That, yeah, that, that's yeah. disturbing. That well, that's one thing. Yeah, it. there's always a calmness when it comes to these things, right? Mm-hmm. There's always a calmness. But how about this? Hold on, mm-hmm. John Wick's yeah, the John Wick movies. Mm-hmm. It's totally about mob and gangsters absolutely. and underworld. Oh, absolutely. So that totally belongs in this list. Yeah, I think Holy so. Holy shit, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, you got well. I mean. There, I mean, I, honestly, I thought you were going to oh. go there earlier. Wow! When you were talking about it, when you were t- when you were talking about the seedy underworld, yeah, and the everybody's got their hands on a dollar, every dollar, right? That's John. Wick. Yeah. I thought you were going to lead into John. Ah, look at that! You made it there, though. Right, we made, we got all, there. All on your own. We, we just we yeah. got to chug along. We're going to get there, right? Yeah, so. That's awesome. Okay, well, I said the Yakuza. So the two movies that I have are Black's Black Rain, mm-hmm. a Ridley Scott movie. I right? I love that yeah. movie. Pretty one of the moments where, if you remember, spoiler alert, where Andy Garcia gets his head chopped off. I was like, "Damn, that was that sucked." <laughs> that's a, I 
feel like a lot of people kind of uh, forgot about that movie a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I think it, so. You know, but uh, it's pretty but, cool. Yeah, but I like that movie. Yeah. Michael Douglas is in it. Michael yeah. Douglas, yeah. And now yeah. I didn't really care for Rising Sun, even though it's got a younger Wesley Snipes and Sean Connery. There's some coolness there, but it's not a very good movie. It's it, it's just okay. It's just okay. It's like one of those yeah. movies that you watch on like TNT. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Like, it's exactly. Exactly. Right, you watch right. on there. Yeah. All right, so how about we talked about, you know, that we, we started talking about that definition, right? About uh, the gangster versus mob, and they're one and the same, but some can be just about gangsters. So how about the movies about the criminal underworld? Mm-hmm. So let's, let's work some of these into play, because, of course, we haven't mentioned what well, we talked about, about Reservoir Dogs mm-hmm. in Pulp Fiction. All right. Now, Reservoir Dogs is about criminals. They're not really a part of a gang, right? They're a part of a gang right now. Yeah, they're not a, they've, you know, been they're ass- not, they've been assembled for a job. They're not in a family. So I don't ever cons- I would never consider that a gangster movie. Yeah. Right. And I I don't consider it either because yeah. they I mean I think it's easy for people to boom slam it into there sure. because they're all wearing like suits. Right. You know what I mean? They all shooting people. Yeah, they right. all have yeah exactly. But then and then they have their rules. Right. You know that, right. that they have to follow with their identities being a secret. Yeah. But it's not. I don't consider that to be yeah. a gang. They might they're gangster kind of guys sorta. Yeah. But they're but they're not. They're definitely. They've been hired to do a job. Exactly. They're not. They're and they're supposed to be parting ways. Right. Um, at the end. You right. You know what I mean? It's supposed to be a one and done. Yeah. And I, I think that's a perfect example of a movie that's it's about gangsters in a way, but it's definitely not a gangster movie. It's a criminal movie. It's like Heat. Mm-hmm. Heat is not a. Right. It's a crime movie. It's a heist movie. It's not a gangster movie. Yeah, the people involved, like the guy who's giving the money, he might be in the mob. He might be the front money guy. You know. But it's not a gangster movie. You can have ge- like genuine gangster elements mm-hmm. in a movie, but if it doesn't make I, it but a gangster, if it doesn't, if I think it doesn't encompass the majority of the right. film. Okay, I think the Paul Fiction is a great example. You yeah. know that uh, you know that the, the two, yeah, you know that 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 that, that part of it, mm-hmm. those are gangsters, like right. real ones. Right. Okay, um, but that's not the whole movie. Right. It's right. It's a, a part, it's a of, part it. of it. Just because a part of it is that doesn't make the whole thing yeah. a part, right? It's, it, a, it's the sum is equal than the or whatever the. And I think the reason yeah. that Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction made so many of these lists of mm-hmm. best gangster movies is when you think about it, you think of John Travolta and Samuel Jackson in that suit with the guns. Yeah. Reservoir Dogs, the the five guys walking with the suits. Yeah. That iconic imagery. Yeah. You're linking it with gangster, and I think that people are a little too quick to throw it into that category. I think I think you're absolutely right. I think they just look at guns, they look at violence, they look at organized crime, and they think gangster. But there's a difference. Yeah. Unless you're trying to, unless you're not breaking things down like we are. <laughs> right. Okay. So we got. How about um, two of my favorites? Mm-hmm. These are really inspirational for me when I came out as a, in film school. Lock, stock, and two smoking barrels. For everybody. Yeah. yeah right. Lock, right. stock, and two yeah. smoking barrels. And snatch. Mm-hmm. I emulated so many scenes from those movies in some of my short films. Just camera work and style and setup. I love those movies, but again, not gangster movies. They're on and they're on every top gangster movie right. list. And I felt the same way when yeah. I saw them. I was like, yeah. I don't. I mean, don't get me wrong. They're amazing. They're amazing films. They I love them. Watched them many times. But yeah, they're, uh, they're you got you got too many small crews going up against each other doing their yeah. own thing, right? For it to be considered a collaborative gangster. Right. Movie. Right now, uh, Bricktop and Snatch, he's. A, Absolutely. He's a gangster. He's Absolutely in charge a of a gang. He's a mobster. He's a mafia guy, and right? He's the guy. Right. He's the guy. Now, mm-hmm. in Lockstock, totally different. It's, like you said, you got too uh, many groups of people. Yeah, There's no group. essential group that's like this that that group. So those don't 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 belong there. Mm-hmm. So we're agreeing upon those four. Mm-hmm. Um and okay, so we talked about Reservoir Dogs. How about where it came from? At least one of the references where it came from, mm-hmm. Infernal Affairs. I haven't seen it. Really cool. 
uh, Asian movie, oh, Ch- Chinese, Korean. I'm not sure what, 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 where it's from, but it's, in, but it's, it's from, uh, I think it might be like Chow Yun-Fat movie. Like, I think he might have been in it. Or, okay. No, he was in City on Fire, which was another movie they took to make Reservoir Dogs. So he took a lot of inspiration, and obviously. And is, Infernal, is, is Infernal Affairs 80s, 90s? Where's that falling? It, it's before, it's in the 80s. Okay. Early 80s, before Reservoir Dogs. And uh, like another one that Mid-80s. I saw a lot on the list, which looks like it might be a real gangster movie that I want to see, mm-hmm. is I think it's A Better Tomorrow. Yes, that's another I, one of those. I haven't, yeah. yeah, I haven't seen that one right. either, but that was showing up on the list. Now, maybe I'm getting confused. Is Infernal? I'm thinking Infernal and Infer, Infernal, not Internal, Infernal Affairs, the the the, the Asian foreign movie. I, I want to say it's the Reservoir Dogs, you know, where it got inspiration. Pre- but but I'm also thinking yeah. maybe I'm thinking of um, um, the Matt Damon, Jack Nicholson. Movie, the Departed. Yeah, the Departed. I think actually, I think I'm wrong. I think Infernal Affairs is more Departed. Okay. I think it was City on Fire, and a bunch of other movies that that were inspired for. Oh, okay. Inspiration for Zero Dogs. Yeah. Okay, so, but Infernal Affairs is actually a really good movie. Same kind of thing. Okay. One of my favorites that didn't make my list because I don't think it's a gangster movie, but a gangster, Last Man Standing with Bruce Willis. Yeah. Have you seen it? I have. Of seen course, it. it's Watcher Hill, man. Yeah, I love that movie. Yeah. It's a qu- and that's a movie that. Uh, not many people are talking about. Nope. They kind nope. of forgot about it. Yeah. Nope. Oh, yeah. Where, okay, I got a, I got a test for you, Ben. Uh, it's been a while, so go ahead. Where, what inspiration or where, what did that movie come from? What was it taken from? You got me. Fistful of Dollars. Clint Eastwood, Sergio Leone, his first one. Really? Yeah, same exact story. So, I'm gonna um, to, now I'm going to have to go through it. Yeah, exactly mm-hmm. right. So there's been three versions of that movie. Okay, it was... Uh, Fistful of Dollars, mm-hmm. Last Man Standing, and there was and I there was one more that just came out, which was more of a modern day version of it. And I forgot what it was called, but they've done it in three different ways. And it was Gangster Squad, no? Yeah, yeah exactly. Right, <laughs> no, right, no, right. No. no, I forgot what it was. Now it was driving me crazy. But yeah, uh, Fistful of Dollars is also about gangs. It's a western, mm-hmm. but they're gangs that he's playing with each other. They're, he's playing against each other, and that's what uh, Last Man Standing is all. It's, so if you ever want to see Fistful of Dollars, which you should, see Fistful of Dollars. Yes, it's a classic. You've seen it. Yes, I have okay. seen it. So, you, so but, it's the same but story. I, but I've but I've never made the I, I never made that connection on okay. my own. I haven't right. done a lot of reading about it, but uh... I, I saw it when I saw it. I saw Last Man Standing first. Right. Okay. I saw it initially first, and then oh, when yeah. I went and I when I discovered Joe Giuliani, whoo! Then you went and back, and all of a sudden I was like, "Fistful of Dollars." Wait a minute. And I watched last night, and I'm like, that's the same movie. And I was like, literally, it's the same exact story, the same exact premise, the same exact interactions. So now Pretty I, cool. now I want to, now I got to watch both of them, sort of. I gotta you make, sure do. I got to make the comparison. Oh, I know. I'm, no, I'm yeah. sorry. I got it now. It wasn't Fistful of Dollars first. It was Akira Kurosawa who did Yojimbo. Same exact story. Japanese gangs playing mm-hmm. against each other, and he's a lone ronin who's going to play on each other. And, and then, then Fistful of Dollars. And then Last, and then last Man, Man Standing. Right. Okay. Japanese, or Samurai, Western, Gangster. Come on. That's pretty awesome. It is awesome. That's pretty yeah. damn cool. Absolutely. But what I like about Last Man Standing is not just Bruce Willis drinking a whole lot throughout the movie. <laughs> is uh, Christopher... Um, In fact, uh, he looks Christopher awesome Walken. as a gangster. Yeah, he does, right. And Christopher Walken playing the crazy guy who mm-hmm. is just like the loose cannon guy. It's a pretty cool movie. I like that it movie. Is. It's a good movie. The last one I have here on the criminal underworld is Payback with Mel Gibson. Yeah. It's just a gangster movie. Not a mob movie. It's about a gangster. Yeah. And, right. uh, well, the... Uh, or a criminal. Like, he's not even a gangster, he's a criminal. Uh, let's tie this back. Um, do you remember the tagline for Payback? 
uh, for that movie? I don't. Okay. And it, for whatever reason, I, I just know this, okay, because it stuck, when the movie was coming out, it kind of sold me. Okay. The tagline, I believe, was get ready to root for the bad guy. That's right. That's right. Exactly. And, uh, and well, that's what we're talking about And here. that's exactly what we're talking and about. they... Spelled, they I mean, they, li- they, they literally spelled it out. And they nailed it, though, because you that he's so fun to watch. Because he's, Mel Gibson is being yeah. such a... He's being such a goof, in mm-hmm. a way. Like, he's like a bumbling guy throughout the movie. And the way he... It's just, he's such a goof in the movie, but it works so well. And, and, and he's a badass in that yeah, movie. Right. And that's a great example of, like, <laughs> you know, you want to see him get his... His payback. You right, want to right. see it. You're like, oh, like yeah. that whole movie is like right. that, which is right. really cool. It's a really cool movie. He's working his way down the list of right. people. Um, although, aside on payback, I haven't watched it yet. But uh, there's there's the theatrical cut, which I've seen, and I I'll have payback. not. I'll oh. payback. And there's also a hmm. director's cut of it, which oh. is quite different oh. um, than you know. I, and again, I don't know like all the differences, but there's uh, definitely like okay, so the theatrical payback is like blue toned cinematography like really blue mm-hmm. and then um i guess they you know the director didn't like that or whatever and also the way that it was cut the uh that the director's cut is a, is a lot longer and a lot different and i feel like the theatrical one is more um accessible mm-hmm. more, more hollywood okay um and i've heard that the director's cut is a lot and i, ha- I have both um, the interesting thing is, um, you know, I'm I'm a big Blu-ray guy. Okay, I I, I mean I have a massive nope. collection of them. Oh shit! And <laughs> so uh, the thing with Payback is it, it has a U.S. release Blu-ray, um, but if you want to watch the theatrical cut, you actually have to buy the Different. U.K. release mm. that ha- and that actually has both cuts. You can watch either or. Right. So yeah, I mean, so yeah, if you buy it on Blu-ray, you're watching the director's cut. Um, but when I saw it in the theater, obviously it was the, yeah. that's what I was used to. I didn't see it in the theater. I saw it on video back when it came out, and uh, I love that movie. Yeah, though. VHS and DVD were right. theatrical cut, so nice. it's the same thing okay. as the theater. Yeah, and I think I did rent it at one point with the director's cut or something like that. I don't remember what the differences were for me, but um, I think I did. I think I did try to watch it, or maybe I think I, I think I revisited it with the director's cut, but I didn't know what was different. Yeah. Maybe it was too much time in between. To know possibly, the yeah. yeah. I've been told that it's a, a lot different tone. Okay, and so I've I haven't watched it yet, but uh, but I do have the uh, I've got the UK you know double, okay. double feature yeah. of both of them. So of course you do. Yeah, you have <laughs> things that I, I don't know why you have. This. I'm like, wow, you have that too. I have Last Man Standing on Blu-ray. Yeah, you sure do. Yeah, yeah you sure <laughs> you do. Can. Nobody cares yeah, you about do. that. <laughs> Nobody cares about that in HD, but I do. I found That's that awesome. they threw that on a I don't know. It's it, they threw the Last Man Standing. It's not a double feature. With, with like, some, I think you showed me last time I was here it was some, like with something like, other something else. Yeah, I like, think it's like the big blue. It's like yeah, like there's something like it's like Last Man Standing, and I believe and big big top peewee. No, it's that not not even no, it's it's uh, that movie that I believe it was like it's like that that Josh Harnett and Bruce Willis buddy cop movie or something. Like, uh, not Hollywood Homicide, yeah, Harrison, yeah. Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford, that's yeah. it. It's paired with with that movie. God. Yeah, that's the double feature. <laughs> that's a double feature? That Well, I, I, whatever, you know, they, I think they pair stuff that they don't think is going to sell individually. Right. Which, again, speaks to the disrespect that Last Man Standing is getting here. They threw it, just threw it on a disc with another movie. Typically, they, 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 there's a connection, though. Actor topic there's got to be there should be some kind of connection and, right and, but there's some there's some uh companies they just have the rights to these movies true enough and then they pair these two together now don't get me wrong they usually try to uh, 
the guys are in these movies, and right. they're, you know, one of them's not a love story. They're both like kind of act- right. action, like yeah. you know, like that's about it. Okay. All right. So um, before we get to this, I have one more little small section here of movies that I have that I'm not a fan of mm-hmm. in this particular genre. Okay. All right. We already mentioned one, Once Upon a Time in the West. What? It's a, Once Upon uh, a Time uh, in America. Once Upon a Time in America. Yes. Sorry, I wrote it down wrong, and I'm reading my writing. Um, yeah, I just can't get through it. Love the filmmaker. Just really want more, and I've tried. I'm trying. Now, here's the thing. If I, much like Space Odyssey, 2001, mm-hmm. if I watch that at home, I'm out. <laughs> out. It's so somber and just, it just, I know. It just puts you, you yeah. out. I saw it in the theater and I was like, oh my God, this movie's amazing. Because I was actually sitting up. You're locked I'm in. I'm locked in and I finally got through the whole thing. Yeah. And I you, was like, you, oh yeah. my God, now I see the difference. Mm-hmm. So I think the same thing would happen with this. If I was able to see America on the big screen, Locked in, I would probably like it a lot more. But or at least appreciate it. Yeah, right. maybe appreciate it a little and bit. And I'm watching more, it at yeah. home, and it's just so slow. Even the music is different for me. It's Ennio Morricone, and I love his music, but it just doesn't work for me because also I think of Sergio and I think of Western. Mm-hmm. And that's primary what I think of, and it's not a Western, so it doesn't fit for me. Okay, how about um, one that I really, really wanted to like because I love Tom Hardy and I really like John Hillcote? Lawless. See, now. Uh... I, I disagree. I liked Lawless. Did you? I really did. I, I mean, I, I thought it was uh, it was fun. Uh, the I, one thing that I um, that Lawless did right that I remember mm. is it's got uh, a very hateable bad guy in it. Um, and I'm trying to think th- who it is. It, uh, who's the bad guy? In I don't it? remember um, what his name is. All I remember is that he's like he's got you know he he has this really wide part in right down the middle of his head. Oh and yeah. And then his his hair is. Is right. combed this way, right? And he's just a weirdo. Okay. And then yeah. you're, you're like, you, you know, and and he's like, you you feel like any, like a stiff breeze would knock him over, but they're having such a hard time with this guy. Right. Right. So that's one thing that I liked about that movie. But what didn't you like? Uh, it just didn't grab me. I think I I liked it just because Tom Hardy, and I like Tom Hardy. I can watch the guy all day, and I like him because he always has like these weird voices, and he always like you know he gets in this character so well. Did you did you like? At least him I liked in the movie? Him, I liked him in the movie. Okay. He made it passable. But I wanted more from it because I liked John Hillcoat. Mm-hmm. And I wanted a little bit more of a story. And I don't I just felt it lost the story and it didn't it didn't come full circle for me at all. And I like the way that he dies at the end. <laughs> <laughs> right. Everything nothing killed this fucker. But the <laughs> right. and he ice. Stu- yeah, he, stu- he stumbles in. Right? Stumbles into yeah. water and falls through the ice. Yeah, I mean yeah. <laughs> it's just so awesome. and, and we talked a little bit earlier <laughs> off camera about uh, your expectations. Mm-hmm. Here's my expectation for Lawless. I found that in the Walmart Blu-ray dump ah, bin. Okay. And I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that this was a thing and it was seven bucks and I was like, sure. And then I watched it. I'm like, that was pretty good. Okay. So you had some expectations. True enough. I grabbed it out of a bin where it was mixed yeah, in with... so uh, you had nothing to lose. Yeah, right. It was, nothing to lose. it was mixed in with... And I, I went to see the theater opening weekend. I was excited. Okay, And I yeah. was like, yeah! And I was like, oh, so I, I tra- just... So it kind of bored me for the most part. Yeah. Okay. Expectations, big time. That is a huge thing. Much like Lion King, like we talked mm-hmm. about. You know, I have expectations for that, but let's not get into that. Yeah. So, two more. Johnny Depp's, or I should say Michael Mann's Public Enemies. Mm-hmm. Now, I like Michael Mann a lot. Doesn't always make the winner. I like him a lot because of just kind of a couple movies he's made that I really love, so I give him the benefit of the doubt. I also like Johnny Depp from time to time, and he's not playing Johnny Depp here. He's playing uh, John Dillinger, Mm -hmm. but it just sucked as a story. Like, it just was dull and lifeless, and I was like, this is a boring freaking movie. Now, I haven't watched Public Enemies, but let's, let's 
I'm going to go, it's for the way you're describing mm-hmm. it, um, I'm going to go ahead and lump it right in with uh, some of these dud gangster movies that yeah. have come out recently. That's one right. of them. Uh, that one got, Public Enemies got some pretty bad reviews. Oh, yeah. And absolutely. then, uh, and also uh, Gangster Squad um, got that some That was um, Ruben Fleischer. And I have a couple of... He did Zombieland. Yeah, I took a couple... Like, I liked the cast. You've got, uh, you got Ryan Gosling, Sean Penn, uh, Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin, I mean. And Josh Brolin as a gangster is almost... Wasn't, more, he, a, wasn't he a cop in the he, movie? He, I thought he was well, like one of the cops. Maybe he... Well, hard-boiled detective is what I should say. Okay. He plays the hard-boiled detective in That's that, right. right? In, in, so you got yeah. to see him fighting the gangsters, right. and he was a, you know... Rough, rough and yeah. tumble yeah, dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. So it was really cool he to see like him. He was like the Russell Crowe in L.A. Confidential. He, yes. Yeah. He was that character, and it was so cool to see him wearing, right. like, the fedora and, like, the, you know, doing yeah. all that stuff. Right. He's like, he should be in more of that. And it had, of course, it had Nick Nolte, Robert Patrick. Anyway. A great cast. And but I remember the dialogue is so awful. The dialogue the, sucks. Things that happen, you're like, why did that happen? It, it has some bo- really boring segments of it. Yeah. Um, and also, here's my little note here. Essentially feels like a flashy remake of The Untouchables, and obviously nowhere is good. <laughs> it's a, nowhere. Yeah, it, it's it is a good. similar story, right? Yeah. We're, we're getting together a band of guys right. who's going to go against these guys, and we're not going to follow all the rules, and we got Tommy Guns, too. Sounds exactly like Untouchables. Yeah, but then they were like, what? <laughs> Josh Brolin, awesome presence. Awesome. Right. Why couldn't he have been that in a... I hope somebody sees that and was like, mm, we need to revisit that part Yeah, of right, right. Now, and I remember watching part of that movie. Mm-hmm. Part of the movie. And I remember watching... Uh, and I really like Ryan Gosling because mm-hmm. I love Drive. I, oh, yeah. I think he's really underrated and he needs to do more of that kind of stuff. But yes. I, I, I like him a lot. And I remember he had kind of like a weirdness to his voice again. And I remember watching that movie and going, something's really wrong here. Like, he didn't fit in that movie for some reason, and it was, like, dialogue that he was given. I was like, this is, like, who wrote this shit? Like, there's some stupid lines of dialogue that I couldn't believe they were happening. He, he, it sounded like he was really struggling mm. to deliver those lines. Right. And he, they wanted him to do an accent. Right. And he did one, and it didn't really fit. It sound, I think it changes a little bit from right. scene to scene. It's almost like he was doing his own Tom Hardy impersonation, he, you know, like he, changing his voice yeah. and making and, himself sound different. And so that was, uh, that was like, you know, that was yeah. rough to see him, because you know he's got the chops to make something Absolutely. happen. Absolutely. And, 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 you know, and those guys, these people have, they're good directors who are in part of these movies. Well, Ruben Fleischer, I don't know. I mean, he, he's okay. Mm. You know, he's I, like Zombieland. Yeah. That's about it. But I mean, that's... <laughs> It's a that's a fun move, but this was yeah you know, okay yeah last one, mm-hmm. American Gangster Ridley Scott. You did not like it. Did not like it. It's it's, just, a, li- it's a little slow. It's very slow and just it just wasn't grabbing me. Like I wasn't the, interested. It, the I saw it in the theater. I wasn't sympathetic to Russell Crowe and all his problems that he was going through to get this. I wasn't sympathetic to his issues, which is what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to be sympathetic for him trying to do what he's doing and fighting this uphill battle. Yeah, and I just didn't care. With American Gangster. I, I was so excited to go see it. I went Denzel, to the, Ridley Scott, or Russell Crowe, Ridley Scott. I mean, come on. Yeah, right. I was I was in. Yeah, I was in, and uh, and it has one scene in it that you know that sticks out, which is do you, I don't know if you remember, you remember the scene where he uh, there he's having breakfast. Uh, Denzel Washington, his character, his boss character, mm-hmm. and uh, they're like, oh, that guy down the street, you know, who owes you money? Go, you know. Mm-hmm. He's right there. Okay. And he gets up from breakfast and walks down the street, says, hey, you got that money that you owe me? And he's like, I'm not paying you that money. And then he takes out his gun and he's like, uh, 
you know, I'm, I'm going to shoot you. And then he's like, what are you going to do? Shoot me out in broad daylight. And he's like, boom. Yep. Right. That scene. Amazing. Yeah. So but, yeah. Here's a, I don't even consider a spoiler alert. Watch the, that scene on YouTube. There could, okay? there can be then, great moments in bad movies. Yeah. Right. There's great moments it's a in that. Slow movie. And yeah. I, and I love watching Denzel be the bad guy. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I like that, but I just didn't care about the movie. And where this got has made lots of misses. You know, there's we we have expectations. You go see a Steven Spielberg movie, Ridley Scott movie, a Michael Mann movie. All the movies, the directors have made really good movies in the past, and you expect some greatness every time. It doesn't always happen. Yeah. And those are four right there: Sergio Leone, John Hillcoat, Michael Mann, Ridley Scott. I did not like anyone. Important those. directors making stuff a little bit later on, yeah. and not and uh, Ridley. I mean, short aside, I'm glad that Ridley Scott did not direct the Blade Runner sequel. Woo! Because hell yeah, the uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine was like directed by I don't know what his name Denny is. Denny Villeneuve. He was, uh, but he was worried that people would Couldn't roast him, and he wanted to do it justice, and I think he did. Oh, he did it more than justice. That's and a if movie. Ridley Scott directed that, he would have messed it up, and you know it. I know, you know it. what I mean. Yeah, I am not confident anymore at Ridley Scott's yeah. ability. Now, unfortunately, the passing of his brother really hurt that ability now i remember when he when when tony scott died he was making the counselor Mm -hmm. it's a terribly sad story because he's in the middle of making this movie with a great cast written by cormac mccarthy his first screenplay as opposed to book and you're like okay hell yeah and the movie just sucked i I didn't even finish it i can't get through the movie and it's because he wasn't into it he, his brother just died, so he was not involved with that movie mentally or emotionally, and he was he was absent from it, and that movie suffered, unfortunately. But that's, that's the way it goes. Yeah. But I was I was really sad about that. All right. Before we get to the top five, mm-hmm. do you have any other notes that you want to mention here before we get to our top five? Well, let me just take a quick glance Glass just to make sure. Um, drop the bomb with Godfather. Check. Check. Uh, I saw a le- Oh, other thing. Movie that you see on a lot of these lists... Um, yeah, Leon the Professional. Um, yeah, it's on all these lists. Uh, it has gangsters in it. Is yeah. it a gangster movie? No, it's more. He's a hitman. It's a hitman movie. Yeah, he takes okay. jobs. He's not That's a part it. of a gang. Right, and he, he's, an, he's an enforcer. You see a little bit of that with the guy who took him under, and you know he takes care of the guy's money. Sure. You see, there's parts of it, but again, it isn't the majority. Right. Like, that's not the story. Right. So I feel uh, one movie that uh, one of my, uh, you know what? Actually, um, I just realized. Uh, kind of going through my favorite list sorry okay so okay we're going okay to, so yeah that, all right let's just say yeah, leon the professional hitman movie okay go ahead. hitman movie go ahead. Okay. all right we're going to talk about our top five independently all right top five movies I in the gangster genre i didn't do a top five what'd I, you have I, I, I got like three okay we're going to do the top three well gangster right. movies I'll, 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 I'll add i'll add uh, all right yeah, i'll add how about uh, you yeah. go first okay so one of uh, well we already talked about mm-hmm. it but so we don't have to go into depth road to perdition Okay. It is one of my favorites. Nice. Absolutely one of my favorites. Um, and we talked about why. It's so yeah. great. And yeah. I think it is underrated. And, and if you haven't re- revisited. And if you haven't started to cut you off, if you haven't seen it, do because it's a beautiful looking movie. Besides everything else, the cool story, great acting, great costumes, everything's great, but it's such a beautiful looking movie. It's really cool. Yes. Carry on. Fantastic. It just needs to be uh, I think people should revisit it yeah. or seek it out because yeah. 
I feel like I think it's overshadowed big time. I'm not sure why. Yeah, right. Yeah, and yeah. I, I got to check out the reviews and see really like how it landed. But right. uh, and I need to watch it again. It's been a long time. I'd like to see how I how, how it, I sit with it. Absolutely, it, it holds up. Daniel I, Craig's I, the bad guy, so mm-hmm. oh, God, younger Daniel he, Craig. Yeah, he's awesome in it. Yeah. Okay. Um, and uh, we we talked so much about different little you know. So obviously, Goodfellas is on my list. I think Goodfellas is going to be on everybody's list. Goodfellas is on my list. Yeah, and no it doubt. is. Uh, I mean, I, do we, I mean, I almost feel like we don't have to talk about it, but it's just it. It, it I think it encompasses the. the it, it sells you mm-hmm. on the life. Then it scares the hell out of you. Right. And then by the time all that happens and things start going wrong, you're so pulled into it, and it's mm-hmm. just it's like the it's like the perfect. So it, it's 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 a perfect gangster movie. Right, and so I don't have to touch on it. I'll, I'll keep going with it because that's on my list too. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a good movie, right? It's a really good movie on its own. But then you look at the gangster part of it, the gangster genre part of it, the mob part of it. It is the quintessential of the gangster movies because of everything you said. It's got the family, the loyalty, the fear, the the the, 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 the that um, Shady se- shadiness, you yeah. know. And then you got that. It has all the the in, the intangibles that you need. To make it a good gangster movie, but it's also just a really good movie. Oh yeah, from front to end, choice of music for crying out loud is amazing in this movie, right? If if and the the, the cast and it's fire, it's firing on all cylinders. Right. It's, it's I would I would argue to say it's it's pretty much a perfect film. Yeah, overall, it whether you is. even if you don't care about gangsters, you should no. still watch. Yeah, it. it should be anyone's top ten list of all time. Yeah, when you think you know maybe not top five, but top ten, yeah. it should be on the list as just a movie. Not a gangster movie, just a movie. All right. Yep. Number uh, three. All right. So um, this one, huge for me. Oh. It is uh, A History of Violence. Holy shit. Nice addition. And it, I would say, uh, and the, the basic huh. premise, if you haven't seen it. I uh, like it, Ben. He's, uh, you got, uh, Viggo Morrison plays a guy who was in uh, involved in the mob, mm-hmm. and he wanted out. He changed his name. And he got married, and he had started a family, mm-hmm. and uh, and then the mob comes looking for him in his little town. Only all because he does something out of pure reaction to save somebody, and he gets in the news, and all of a he's sudden he's a local hero. Yeah, and then they there he is. We found him. Yep. And it's what's really cool about it is that he, you were saying earlier, there's a there's got you know I know there's characters where they sh- they get into the mob they shouldn't be in there, and so they, it's them trying to get out. Yeah. Here's a guy. You found out that he got out. You're rooting for him. He's got a family that he loves, right. kids, uh, the whole thing. And then you find out that he's the nastiest one yeah. of them all. Yeah, yeah. That 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 turn right there was oh. really shocking. Yeah, and so that movie, um, I, I it's from know. a comic book, by the way, too, a graphic novel. I did not know that, yeah. but that is one of my absolute favorites. It's really cool. Um, and it has uh, one of the best muff diving scenes <laughs> ever. <laughs> He, oh, it, it actually, yeah, it does. I mean, he is going to town. It seems like like 15 minutes. It's pretty graphic. Well, keep in mind, uh, there's an unrated cut of that movie. Oh. And I'm guessing that's, uh, if you watch the, <laughs> you probably watched it on DVD. It's <laughs> on the theater. And, and, oh, you saw it in the Well, yeah. then, I mean, maybe they, uh, maybe they really, they let him maybe get, they go, get away yeah. with it. Because yeah. they, they, they uh, Brown Bunny with, um, have you heard of Frank, Frank, um, I, forgot, I forgot the guy's name, but uh, the two, act- and Chloe, she's in, uh, the new zombie movie. I forgot her name. Chloe something or other. She. Seven years. Oh, yep. Yeah, she she okay. gives uh, her boyfriend. Um, I forgot his name. He was the director of the movie. He gave her, he gave her head. Mm-hmm. She gave him head. Sorry, wrong way. Yeah, yeah. She gave him head in the movie, like literally on screen. 
Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. The Brown Bunny. I'm going to go check that out. I didn't see it. Just, I didn't see it. Just okay. But, <laughs> I, but I got to tell you, I'm really impressed with History of Violence because it is. I didn't even think about that as a gangster movie. But it is. That one absolutely, absolutely is. Absolutely, because he's a, he's, a, he's a mobster. He's a gangster. He's getting out, and the gang comes back to him. So it has the, all the elements. The whole thing yeah. is all there, and it's it's an example of what happens when you try to get out. Right. And and, uh, and then it, it's it's an interest. It's interesting because then you're like, why did he want out? Right. You know why right. did he? he? He but. And then when you start to love a character because of who he is now, then you find out the skeletons are there, mm-hmm. and he's not a good guy. That really is a dramatic twist for an audience to be like, but I liked him. Well, you know. But what? I used to love him. Yeah. Well, you know what though, and then we gotta we gotta link them up. History of violence, mm-hmm. okay? You got a absolutely brutal top tier killer. Yeah. Decides he wants a part of the good normal life. Right. And then they come back to pull him out of there. What is John Wick again? Yeah. Okay, but the yeah. difference. Yeah. And, and, yeah. You know, right. The di- I think the difference is that uh, with John Wick. Um, you see him obviously taking these guys down, but you still kind of don't know what uh, some of the other stuff that he's done. Yeah. And there's a, <laughs> there's a, uh, there, there is definitely a, a little bit of a, a respect and a class to what he does. Whereas sure. the Viggo Mortensen character is like, he, he's, he's sick. Yeah. He's sick in the way he gets it done. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so that was, uh, you know, but anyway. Hey man, nice choices, mm-hmm. nice selections. Um, all right, I'm going to give you mine. Okay. Top five. I'm going to do my first two. We're going to be together. Go ahead. Godfather one and two. <laughs> what movies are those? I haven't I haven't heard of them. Maybe uh, I should check them out. And, and do watch them in the order that they came out, even though Godfather 2 has flashbacks right. about okay. Vito Corleone. You're going to watch them one and two, even mm-hmm. though, because it's... I actually think two is better, a better movie because of, I mean, De Niro as young Vito Corleone is just, it's brilliant casting, and it's it's a really awesome movie. Number one is good for itself, just by itself. The blacks in this movie, I mean, like, the contrast, the blacks in the movie are really amazing. When I saw it on DVD for the first time, I was like, holy cow, you could see, like, things in the shadows for the first time. It was so cool. He's going to watch it. And I've got, I have it. Okay. I have the Blu-ray set. Yeah, right, so I have yeah. It. It's, uh, yeah, he has it. I have it, yeah. He has it. Okay, number two, or, well, three. Number two, Goodfellas. Let's leave it at that. Okay. Okay? Goodfellas. Number three, The Untouchables. Great. Amazing choice. I love The Untouchables. The music, it's De Palma, mm-hmm. right? It's uh, got Inyo Morricone's music. It's so good. It's got De Niro as Al Capone, and it's got one of the best endings ever where on the stairwell with the, the timing and the clock and the tension and the kid and the stroller. It's iconic. And the, oh my God, it's so it's, good. It's, it's, it's iconic. It's, yeah. Uh, and although that movie, I think it's, that one's really well cemented. Yeah, it absolutely people is. People loved it. But and there's so it, many, uh, there's so many memorable moments I have from him taking Frank Nitti and throwing him off the building and saying, I forgot what he says. Did he sound like that? Yeah, right. right. <laughs> and oh my God, when the, 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 the nerdy, the bookworm, Gets killed in the elevator. Oh my God! There's and you don't even see it happen, but you hear it, and then you see the after effects. Yeah. And I mean, it's just there's so many. It's heartbreaking. The, the yeah. bomb going off with the little girl in the beginning. It's. I mean, it shows you the terror of a gang, and it really sells that off really, really well. And also, um, and I was waiting for you to talk about it so you could just add this. That's a movie where you're rooting 
for the good guys. Yes. You Again, are definitely yeah. not rooting for the gangsters in this mm -hmm. movie. That's an interesting point because typically if you look at all these, you're rooting for the bad guy. Yep. Almost every time. Untouchable. Even if the good guy's Absolutely. a bad guy. Yeah, you're rooting for the good guys. Only. I did like Frank Nitti. He was awesome in the movie. He was awesome. The little did, weasel. You did not root for him, though. No, so, no. Especially yeah. he killed Sean Connery. Yeah, oh, you don't God. root for anybody who kills Sean Connery. No. Okay. And now my last one. No, oh, I have two more. I'm sorry. Uh, Departed. Mm -hmm. Love The Departed. Modern age, modern time movie now. Yep. But man, really hits home with the undercover aspect, with everyone dying at the end. I mean, it's just... It's an it's nuts. Yeah, yeah it's pretty it's badass, nuts. and it actually and, makes Mark um, Wahlberg into a fun character for a minute. Yeah, it does. I actually, like and that. that's that's uh, that's Scorsese, yeah. right? Okay, yeah. so real quick aside, ha we have to mention this in this video. Mm -hmm. uh, so, every you know, I'm always, you're always I'm always waiting for the next uh, Scorsese gangster movie sure. to come out. Okay, we have one, and, and the one coming out is going to be The Irishman. I believe. Yeah. But then I've read that uh, what they've done is, you know, he's got his major players in there, I believe, uh, Al Pacino and De Niro, and they did some de-aging effects that the reason why this movie's been pushed back is that they're not happy with how it looks. Oh. That's why this movie, you've heard about it for so oh, long. It's a, it's a Netflix it, movie, though, right? It's not a, I, a feature film, a theater, theatrical right, film. Right, um, right. And I and somebody spent a lot, I don't know, it might have even been, Scorsese spent a lot of his own money to do it, but uh, not happy with mm. those effects. Uh, and that's kind of sad because uh, some de-aging effects have been excellent lately. Um, you've seen him in a, in a oh couple my different God. movies. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, really good lately. Ant-Man, um, Blade Runner had... Some Star Wars, uh, uh Star Wars World one, yeah. Yeah. yes. So they've, they've gotten really yeah. good, yeah. Um, but I think the problem with the Irishman might be and this is just a guess too much of it. Mm. You can't have half a movie that's a D8, it, they've, it's got to be quick and wow, yeah, and that not dwell too long on you it. You can't dwell too right. long on it because then it just looks more fake as it goes right. on, right? Um, and so anyway, so that's okay. I, I hope. It can be. I hope it can be salvaged. Yeah, I do too because I, I've been waiting for it. And I'm. I, I was wondering where the hell is it. If you read about it, it should have already been okay. out a long okay. time ago. Already. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So my last one, mm -hmm. my top five gangster movies, Dillinger, and I haven't seen it. And I think this is a. Um, I want to say it's a Walter Hill movie again. I believe it is. I think it is, and it's starring Warren Oates. As Dillinger, and I fell in love with Warren after seeing him in the the Wild Bunch, hmm. and he's a fantastic actor. He's usually the the second guy, the third guy. He's never really the the main, never typically the main guy unless he's working with uh, Sam Peckinpah. Right, he's got a couple times there. But right. uh, with Dillinger, it was a really cool. Cause he got all. The, I think it's got Richard Dreyfuss in it. Mm -hmm. He plays one of the uh, like one of the gangsters in the in the day, and it's just a cool movie being able to see Dillinger in that way with characters who I fell in love with in westerns. And it's a really cool movie. It's on, I will tell you right now, it is on my list, though. Is that, so, oh, you haven't yeah, seen it? Yeah, I haven't seen it. Okay, cool. Yeah, so yeah, that, that one's really on cool. my list. So and it's I'm, one of those surprises that I never even thought about seeing it unless I knew who Warren Oates was. And I was like, ah, Warren Oates, let's check it out. And then you're like, holy crap, this is really cool. Yeah, and I think Kino, the company, has the, uh, they have the rights to that movie. So their mm. movies are a little bit more expensive, so it, I can't get them cheap. I mm. try to buy my Blu-rays as cheap as I can. Okay. Because I have such a huge collection and it's right. a monetary, you know, so. Oh, uh, yeah. the reason why I like it is because not only is it Warren Oates, but it's Ben Johnson. So in The Wild Bunch, Ben Johnson and Warren Oates play brothers, the Gorch brothers. And so that chemistry they had is not in this movie that way because they're both on the opposite sides. One plays, the you know, the, the cop and one plays John Dillinger. But having them both in together, again, is one of those, like, when you get 
Pacino and, and De Niro in the movie. Yeah, you just got to you just want to go watch you, yeah, it. When you get the gang together right. back in, you, and, you're, and it, you're gonna you're gonna right. watch. And because I like my older movies, I always like going back to that stuff where I those old characters and seeing those guys together again. And it's a really cool movie. When you see it, you're gonna really like it. I'm excited for that one, ladies and gentlemen. I think we've talked enough about gangsters, yep. the mob, and the mob lifestyle. And not that I want to be a gangster, but it's fun to fascinate about what that life would be like. So, uh, Ben, do you have any parting thoughts here for? Uh, yeah, I here? honestly, my big takeaway is I just don't want anyone to think that I'm a, a lesser person for <laughs> having saved The Godfather One and Two, uh, because I, I feel I feel the worst now about my decision to do that. <laughs> well, you know, telling me is gonna make me just get into yeah, it. Yeah, but you know? but it's not. It, but it's not like uh, you know. Oh, I saw it. You know what? I don't, don't get what the big deal is. Oh, we would uh, have we would have different conversation yeah. at that point. Um, there, there's like a Family Guy joke where Peter says that he goes, "You know what? Didn't care for The Godfather. Just didn't like it." Yeah. Okay. So now, it, you know. So, but I can. There's a lot of people that I know that I can expect that from. Right. <laughs> and it's not me. Not you. Yeah. It's not me. No. And you. You. You know good cinema. If you watch a movie, typically we're gonna we might disagree on like or love of a movie. Yeah. Well, this is one of them, right? But mm-hmm. a good movie is a good movie for a reason. Right. It's a classic for a reason. Right, it's a classic for a reason. So, yeah, and, right. and it, I know it falls in that category, <laughs> but yeah. So don't uh, you know? Try and you, do your best to forgive me on that. I'm gonna edit that out somehow. Oh. I'm not. All right. So Ben, hey man, this hey. is an awesome scene again. Oh, watch out for the arm. Yeah, and uh, hey everyone, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button right over here in the corner somewhere. Hit the subscribe button, like and follow the J Craig. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening, Ben. Thanks for having me over again. Thanks All right, for, thanks. All right, yeah. man. See you later.